This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Today we are speaking with Christina Linkowski, a forward-thinking podcast publicist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors looking to expand their credibility and go from best-kept secret to go-to expert and their industries through being a guest on other people's podcasts. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah Jane. I am so, so excited to be here. I can't even tell you. So I'm I'm ready. I'm pumped. I was telling you before we started hitting recording, this is probably the most research I've ever done before heading on a podcast and I'm I'm ready to go. And I said, romance me, yeah. Christina. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, let me speak your, lo- your uh, love language to you. Yeah, yeah. research. <laughs> it's all the so, research, yeah. As you know, we start every episode with Rosebud and Thorn. What are yours today? My rose, and this has been continuing even this morning, but the past couple weeks, I have gotten to hop on so many calls with people um, that are thinking about what 2023 is going to look like in their business, um, mm. you know, what their marketing is going to look like, whether that includes podcasts or not, but just kind of what they're, they're thinking. Um, and I got to tell you the energy I get off being on those calls is electrifying. Like truly mm. there's no other way to put it. I'm like jazzed up after I get off calls with people and just kind of get to hear, um, about, you know, what they have going on in their, and their dreams, uh, about what they have going on. Okay. So do you think doing what you do, because I, spoiler alert, Christina is a seven wing eight as well. Yes. Um, yes. Do you feel as though doing what you do, getting to talk to so many people in different industries kind of scratches that seven itch a little bit of like, yes. Okay. Cause I feel the same way. I wanted to do every job. Yes. So when I was business coaching, I <laughs> yeah. was like, tell me everything about your industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just got to get real in with a lady who works with like charter schools and stuff like that. And I got to learn like all this kind of new stuff about that. And it just makes me so happy. And I think what you said is so true. It's like, as a seven, we're always thinking about what else, like mm-hmm. what else could be, what else, you know, could, could I have done or could mm-hmm. I do? type of thing. And I think that sometimes because I'm so focused on like, you know, we have one product really in what we, what we sell at the business, it's kind of like, well, let me think about all the fun things that like these other people could do (laughs) um, and what they could be doing and stuff like that. And so the energy I get is just, it, it, it truly is like palpable. Oh, I love it. What about your, well, you can do thorn first if you want to. Some people do that, but your butter, your thorn. My thorn is my throat after all these calls. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> that I, should, is I should have stock and throat coat uh, tea um, uh, because that is definitely the only downside to getting to talk to all these amazing people is at the end of the day, my throat is done. And definitely, mm-hmm. you know, as a as a seven for sure, too, like I get all this energy, I get all this energy. And then at the end of the day, I'm like worn out and don't want to talk to anybody. So <laughs> my family definitely knows like, OK, if she's sipping the throat coat, like just let her be. <laughs> she's, she's done. That's your like warning signal. Yeah, like I'm like, we're done here. Please don't. Um, you know, and so I would say that's that's kind of the only thorn that goes along with that wonderful rose that I get to do. Yeah. And then, I like that you said you power down because I, I feel like 10 p.m. I like literally power down. Like yes. when 10 p.m. hits wherever I am, no matter what I'm doing, I'm like, <laughs> and I just shut down. Yeah. I, I think that that's a really good descriptor of it because usually my husband goes to bed around 10 and I stay up for like another hour at least, but mm-hmm. it's kind of my time to mm-hmm. not have to interact with anybody and watch whatever I want to watch and do whatever I want to do and kind of have like that, that time of just powered offness. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about your bud? My bud is that right now I'm planning for 2023. You know, I'm, I'm not only yeah. meeting with potential clients, but also thinking about what, you know, events I want to go to and, you know, maybe some places that I want to be speaking at and stuff like that. And that type of stuff just gets me, gets me real, uh, fired up and, and really excited, uh, about what we have going on. Mm, I love that. What about your Enneagram journey? So how did you find Mm -hmm. your Enneagram type? And did you always know, like, was it like an immediate, like, this is definitely my type or were there others you explored? That's a great question. So, for me, I didn't really, I've, I've always kind of been into, or I've always enjoyed, let me say, taking like personality tests. And I mean that like we did like a strengths finder test, you know, what at an agency that I worked at about 10 years ago. And I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really interesting to um, see how I was, but also see how my coworkers were and how I could be working better with them. Um, particularly as for me at that point, I was like a senior account executive. So I had people working under me and I'm very confrontational. Like I'm someone that very much will say how I'm feeling in that moment. And for, you know, some of the people that worked for me, that was very, very scary, right? That wasn't what they were used to. They saw that as something aggressive, whereas I didn't mean it that way. I just don't like to waste time. Mm-hmm. Um, And so for them, you know, I had to learn like, okay, maybe you need to be looking at this a little bit differently um, and not necessarily softening the blow, but also making it clear to them like, Hey, yo, I'm not upset. I'm not anything. It's, this is literally just me saying we could have done this a little bit better, or we need to do this. Um, or, or, you know, this client interaction maybe wasn't handled the best. It just, um, I always found that stuff really interesting. I liked how, when you did the test, but then you got to put it in practice. I thought that was really cool. And So for me, the Enneagram, I didn't really know much about. And until, in fact, I hadn't heard of it until I was in this online business world um, that we find ourselves in now. And someone mentioned their Enneagram and I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. Let me go, let me go check it out. And so I took it and it came back as, you know, that I was a seven. Um, And I started to look at into it and they talked about the characteristics and I, I, no joke, I was like, oh, damn, like. (laughs) I'm really being called out here, you know, because yeah, it's kind of rude. It, it is like, I was like, <laughs> you don't know me, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I was like, I guess you do. <laughs> um, and I think that, 
I think that that for me is what is really what solidified it for me. Like, it's not to say that sometimes I read about other numbers, like I'm sure most people do. And you're like, oh, there's parts of that that I can understand. Right. But when it comes down to those core fears and my core thoughts and really, truly the things that drive me, the seven is is absolutely it for me. Um, I have that FOMO. Um, I'm, I'm always worried about missing out on fun stuff. I want to go from fun thing to fun thing. I don't want to think about the sad stuff. I don't want to linger in it. I'd much rather sidestep it, um, and move forward. Um, so for me, a seven has still rung very true over, over the couple years that I've had it. Once I found out about the Enneagram, I had my whole family do it. I was like, you got to do this. Like, it's amazing. And it was amazing. Like to see, you know, I had twos and threes and, and stuff like that. You know, my best friend was a six, like these things kind of, I, I then found that really interesting to be able to look at, okay, what are the ways that we relate to each other then? Um, you know, how, how is that kind of, you know, how's that kind of happened naturally and what parts like have caused frictions in our relationship? Um, but it's also funny because I think once we figured out this seven stuff and kind of my sister and everything like that, we got into it, she sent me this meme and it made me laugh so hard because it was so true for me. It was like, you know, from, I don't know if you ever watched Parks and Rec, but that like treat yourself thing. Uh And it was that picture of like the treat yourself. And then it was like me to me who has never denied myself anything. (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> like for me, like I was like, oh, dang it. Like, it's just those things that you you realize, like when people talk about like, you need to do more self-care in your business. I'm like, girl, I got that down. Yeah, <laughs> that's worry. not my problem. Don't worry. And so I think that it's just been a reiteration for me of like, this is it. But but trying to recognize the flaws in that as well. Um, mm-hmm. There's great things that I love about being a seven. And there's things that are really hard, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I feel like you talked about like I am like I shared it with all my friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like one of the superpowers of seven, right? Like we find something we love and then we're like we like energize other people around it. Yes. And it sounds like that's what you've been doing for podcasting, like the importance of like pitching yourself on podcast. It's like you like found this thing and you're like, this thing's amazing. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. everyone to know about it. I need everyone to know about it. I need I need everyone to be there. And, you know, everybody's different and the way they approach visibility in their business is different. Um, but I think that it's important for everyone to kind of understand publicity and as business owners where that might fit into your business. So, okay. So I know we have, can we talk about the Enneagram types and kind of like yeah. what pitching looks like? Okay. Yeah. Can we start with type one? Like perfectionist, you yes. know, we're like moral. What, what is, what is that going to be like for them? What's pitching? What do we need yeah, to know? Yeah. Yeah. I, so one thing I want to back up is kind of, if you're okay with it, is kind of just talk about what publicity is really briefly yeah. for people because some of you that are listening, many of you that are listening might be really crystal clear on what that means. But a lot of times there's people that come to me and they almost like whisper it. Like they'll hear me like talk and then they'll be like, hey, 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 what's publicity? <laughs> like, you know, like like it's some kind of back alley secret or something like that. But I, <laughs> I do think this is something that people like maybe heard on Mad Men or they like, yeah. you know, saw a press release one time or whatever. And they're like, okay, that's what publicity is. And so I do think it's important to kind of break it down. Like, there's three pillars in your marketing, owned, earned, and paid. And so paid is shocker, stuff that you pay for, right? So ads, 
um, maybe like an influencer campaign, stuff like that. Uh, owned is the stuff that you own, the content that you own. So your website, your e-newsletter, your podcast, if you have one. And then earned is what we focus on, which is publicity. And that means mm. that no money has been exchanged and you are being put on a third party's platform. So that could be a podcast interview. That could be being on a TV show. You know, that could be getting featured in a magazine. Anything like that is publicity. And the reason why I think that that's so important for people to understand the distinction is this is mm -hmm. not the same as social media. This is not the same as other parts that you might have always kind of associated with PR. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to kind of have that distinction there and know that all three pillars are really important to your business. Honestly, Christina, that is the best description I've ever heard. And I, oh, yay. I like shared an office with a publicist for like a year and a half and did not know what she did the entire time I worked with her. <laughs> and like, honestly, it wasn't until recently that I was like, oh, this is the difference between publicity and marketing because right. they, you know, they seem interchangeable, but I, you did such a good job of distinguishing why they're different. Thank you. I, I think it's so important for people to understand because a lot of times that earned marketing, that publicity gets left out of the equation for people. Um, they really like to be able to have control, right? And so they think that, um, and we're going to, you know, there's many Enneagram types that- Some of that, us are very self-reliant. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so they're like, I want to be able to have control of the situation. So for me, I like to do ads, right? I'd like to know I'm going to put this amount of money in and this is what I'm going to see, you know, on the back end or this is how much it costs me per lead or whatever. Um, or they like to have control because it's their own content, right? So they get to have control over what they talk about, what they do, et cetera, all good. But when it comes to publicity, you don't have as much control. That's not to say that I want to be very clear, like the people we work with, the podcast hosts, they're not out to get you. You know, no one's <laughs> no one's out to make you look like a fool or anything like that, but it's their program, right? So they're mm -hmm. going to be the ones that are putting it out in front of their customers. They're going to be the ones that are promoting it for the most part. You're going to help that with that too. But, you know, that kind of, for some people, they just don't love that they don't have all that control. But mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is consumers believe publicity the most. So yeah. consumers believe publicity 70% more than any other kind of marketing, okay? Wow. And the reason for that is they know that this wasn't paid for. They know that it's something that's not on that person's platform. So they tend to believe it much more as being truthful um, and as being, you know, almost like you're hearing about something from like a friend, if that makes sense. Um, and so that's why publicity is so powerful, but because it's not necessarily guaranteed, meaning you might send pitches and not really hear back from people, um, people tend to shy away from it and worry that it's going to be a waste of their time. Well, I, you know, I think that makes sense because I think about the podcasts I listen to or the shows that I watch or things like that. And it's like, I, listen to those hosts because I trust them. Yes. And so if I assume like they've done what I do, which is like vetted who they've brought on, made sure that they were a good fit for their audience, that it, it was relevant to me. And so then when someone's coming on, they're pitching things on these podcasts I already care about, I'm already invested exactly. in. Then yeah, I'm more inclined to be receptive. That makes total sense. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's you know, again, we'll get into this and we'll talk about it, but getting, I think in one of the Enneagrams, I'll have to, I have to remember which one, but they're really focused on the, you know, how they look to the outside world, 
right? I want to say that might be threes, okay? Yeah. So the threes, like for them, the idea of a publicist is great um, because that really seems like very admirable to other people, right? Like, oh, I have a, my own publicist. I have this own whatever. They really feel like that makes it look like they have their shit together, right? Um, and so I think that that's, you know, that's something that's that that like inherently for that particular Enneagram, they work really well in that world because they're totally open to that to that kind of being and that that's what their kind of goal is and what they're after. But yeah, that makes total sense. Let, let's get into the others. Okay. Yes, let's get into the others. So what is type one what, or what are they like? Yeah. Well, the ones, you know, as we all kind of know, are very perfectionist, right? Um, and so because of that, I feel like they can kind of go either way. So they could really, really benefit from someone pitching on their behalf because of that perfectionism, simply because sometimes it keeps them stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. So because they have this perfectionism, they're like, well, my pitch isn't completely ready yet. Um, I need to I need to find out X, Y, Z before I could send that pitch. I don't want to look like a fool, you know, Mm -hmm. before they even hit send. So working with a publicist like we're going to take that off their hands. Right. They're not going to have to worry about that. We're doing the research. We're sending the pitch. Um, You know, that's something that is going to get them unstuck from not doing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but with that being said, you know, on the flip side of that, it can be really hard for them to have someone else represent them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really hard for them to think of somebody else like representing them, what they're doing, you know, writing emails and pitches that are going out to other people. And as a publicist, I can say that a one is sometimes scary to work with because if you make a mistake, <laughs> they're not happy. <laughs> Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it can be a little scary. It can be a little scary from that perspective. But I think that, you know, as long as they can kind of, uh, as long as ones can remember that it may not go perfectly, but that's okay. Um, You know, the thing that I like to ask people a lot is if they're kind of hesitant about being a guest on podcasts, I'm like, what do you think is the worst that can happen? Like, what do you think? Right. And for people, a lot of the times they say something along the lines of, I say something wrong. Um, you know, people are like, why would they be on here? Like, they're not good enough to do this. And the thing that I always like to say to people about that is a people aren't thinking that B, um, like I said before, no podcast host is out to get you. If something goes horribly wrong, like if I, I don't know, said something real offensive on this podcast, I don't foresee that happening, but that were to happen. I could be like, Hey, Sarah Jane, do you mind if we stop and we cut that out and I can try again? That can easily happen. Okay. So like, don't worry about that. I truly believe the worst that can happen is not putting yourself out there. I really 100% believe that because how can we expect new clients and new customers to find our business when they don't hear about us? And so we have to be getting out there over and over again and understanding it might not be perfect, but we're doing the best that we can. Oh, so good. Okay. So for our ones, the kind of the summary is, yes, it might be intimidating to let someone take this over, but like you got to let them do it because you cannot stay stuck. You have to put yourself out there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So for twos, I love a two as a podcast guest because (laughs) they are natural helpers. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they really like they will drop some incredible knowledge on podcasts because they are really genuinely looking to help someone get to the next level, right? And podcasts yeah. are a great, great way for them to do that. They go on there, they tell their story, um, and they, you know, are really able to kind of get out there and lend a helping hand. Um, and so I really think that they are awesome, awesome podcast guests. 
Um, and they're really well served by a publicist because they like they do pay attention to whether people like them or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's something about twos. They're 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 concerned with like what people think of them. And look, I gotta tell you, we get no's and we get ghosted regularly right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that is just a part of it that is part and parcel with what we do. And so sometimes for a two, that can be a little hard to deal with. Um, yeah. They might take that a little personally, even though they shouldn't, even though they shouldn't, yeah. because if you're sending a solid pitch, there are a million reasons why a host might not say yes. And it has nothing to do with that. They don't think you're good enough. Okay. But this is something that they can kind of get up in their heads about. And that's why two in many ways are really well served by a publicist. Yeah. Well, I think about my friends who are twos and and we were single and we were dating, you know, and like the way they thought about texting people back and like how they like overthought it. They ruminated over it. We we did like 10, 20 different versions and that that I imagine it would be like a similar energy, right? Of like, pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm like, one. don't turn me down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so what about our threes? All right. So our threes, um, uh, you know, is that threes need to remember that in order to be successful in their business, they have to be visible. Okay. So mm-hmm. I said that before, but I think it is so important. You have to be putting yourself out there over and over again. The analogy that I really love to use with publicity, have you read, um, Sarah Jane, have you read um, Atomic Habits by James Clear? No, but people all the time will respond to things that I put out and they're like, you need to read this book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, like, you probably agree with this book. It is a good book for those of you out there that haven't read it. It's awesome. But he has this analogy in there about ice freezing. Okay. So ice freezes at, you know, 32 degrees Fahrenheit for us in the state, zero degrees Celsius forever else in the world. And before that happens, all this stuff is happening under the surface that we don't see. Right. So all this stuff's going on. We don't necessarily see it happening. And then boom, that ice freezes. And that's a lot of how I like to think about publicity. So you are going to go on all these different shows. You're going to show up in multiple places. People are going to get to know you, et cetera. And then boom, that ice freezes and you become the expert in what it is that you do. Okay. So that's something that's really, really important for threes to remember is that you're going to be doing this consistently over and over and over again. Okay. Um, And I think that that's really important because they are, you know, really interested in seeming as though they have their stuff all together. I don't want to say shit, but now I just said it. So here we are. Um, But that they have their stuff all together, you know, that's what they're really interested in. And so knowing that you're going to be doing this over and over again, I think is a good thing for them to wrap their head around. Um, This isn't going to be a one-time thing. And then suddenly you're the, you're the person that everybody thinks of. It's a thing you're going to be doing over and over again. Um, Mm -hmm. They really benefit from, from people pitching because of that fear of failure, right? Um, we kind of talked about that this before, but you know, they don't want to have that thought that they weren't able to get the yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Or how dare they, that they didn't think that I was good enough to have on their show, stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. when in actuality that may not be at all what the, you know, what the case is. Um, but that can sometimes be where a three's mind can really go to. Um, with that being said, they're ambitious, which is a really, really great trait because, they might be able to DIY pitching. They just need to be okay with the fact that they're not always going to get those yeses, that there's going to be some, you know, some yeses and definitely some nos. The other thing is they not to, need to not get hung up on the size of a show before they pitch it. Um, because that's something that I can definitely see with threes happening is being like, well, I'm only, if I'm not on the biggest shows, then it doesn't make sense for me to even do this. 
And that is not at all what's going to get you where you want to go. Um, you want to make sure you're getting on shows that are full of your ideal customer, no matter the size. And so I think that's a really good thing for threes to keep in mind if they move forward with pitching themselves. Okay. I love that. So you, you're saying like, you do not need to be on the biggest shows to have the impact that you're looking for. You actually need just like targeted audience is more important. Exactly. 100%. I, I, the thing is, is download numbers are not public. So this isn't mm-hmm. something that like, I don't know how many downloads a show has, right? And you mm-hmm. won't either when you're going out to pitch yourself or or whatever. Um, but I can know who's listening to that show. And mm-hmm. I always say to people like, let's say you find out, this is a good example that I just had, okay? So let's say I find out that a show gets like 200 downloads per episode, which by the way is pretty decent, okay? So they get 200 episodes per download and someone might say to me, well, I don't really know if that's worth my time. Like that's only 200 people that I'm getting Mm. in front of. And I'm like, (laughs) if that is 200 of your ideal customers, like, yeah, that is absolutely Mm -hmm. worth your time. In fact, I just flew to Toronto last week to go to an event that I was invited to because I knew there was going to be 200 of my potential ideal customers in that room. Right. These are the type of things that you need to be getting in front of. And some of these smaller shows, these more niche shows, their listeners, they trust that host y'all. Mm-hmm. they are like like people that are listening to sarah jane right now like you believe what sarah jane tells you right like you're mm-hmm. like sarah jane's got it i love it i love what she has to say i love her opinions and so when she brings guests on you probably listen to them quite a bit more than you might on other shows that you might more casually listen to and so mm-hmm. i think that that's super important is our clients generally see a hard a better roi from some of those smaller more niche shows as long as it's their ideal customer sometimes as opposed to being on some big shows sometimes. Oh, that makes total sense to me. All right. Our type fours. Fours. I also love, love me a four because (laughs) they really, really value authenticity. They are all about that authentic experience. And at its core, that's what podcasting is. Podcasting is all about having an authentic conversation with somebody, you know, laughing over stuff, talking over stuff. Um, And that's what I think is really, really awesome about fours. They're also really, really good at and comfortable with getting a little vulnerable um, when they do interviews. And that is super, super powerful. Um, So I absolutely love like fours as guests, I think are amazing. Yeah, I feel the same way. I love when fours come on because they are just so good at getting to the heart of things. Like, they're not like dodging my questions. No, no. Like, they're, they're like, like yeah, here's my in. answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, let's go deep. Let's get it. Yeah, I, I love them. When it comes to pitching, they are individualists. Okay. So they may not be super interested in having someone else pitch on their behalf. That That is one thing. They might want to make their mark independently and feel that that is the most authentic way for them to do it. And that's completely fine. Um, fours are great, great guests. And so, you know, they need to feel comfortable in the way that they're getting on those shows as well. Mm, that's fascinating. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. 
And Ramp Software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I w- yeah, I wonder if there is like a sense of like people like feeling like, oh, you're mass pitching me. Well, then right. like I, I want to like be more curated about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel like fours also like are action repressed <laughs> and so could really yeah. benefit from someone taking that over for them. Yes. Um, I mean, because I, I am, I think I'm my husband's four. Yes, but I'm like, I'm with you. <laughs> and I mean, I, I agree with you. Like we call it the spray and pray method. Like that's not what we're yeah. into. <laughs> yeah. by Christina at all. Um, but you know, that is definitely a fear of fours. Like, are you just gonna, are you just gonna spray and pray to a hundred people? And hope that you get me on some bookings, right? And it's not as much about, hey, I'm an individual. Please be pitching me to shows that make sense for exactly what I do, right? So it's a matter of probably for a four, finding a publicist or finding an agency that's going to reassure them, hey, we have you in mind. We're not just Mm -hmm. pitching to whatever show we come across. Which as a recipient to your pitches, I do feel like you think about the show and how the guest will impact be good for my audience and you kind of tell me like here's what we have in mind for you Mm -hmm. and like so then like when I do have one of like the people you're pitching on I'm like I know why you're benefiting my audience already I feel like I respect that which I think would really matter to force like that you're really thinking about them specifically and Mm -hmm. what shows are best for them well thank you so much for saying that that really I mean honestly that means I sound like I'm like marketing for you yeah (laughs) I'm like Hey, Sarah Jane, could you just talk about what badasses um, we are? Yeah, no. It, uh, <laughs> well, honestly, like, I'm launching a book right now, and I am like, oh, man, this, like, publicity, publicity is so important. And it is. So I just like seeing the value of it in this yeah. moment. So Yeah. Girl, Sorry, come I'm talk to me girl, about that I'm book. We'll, we'll get into it for sure. Um, but <laughs> okay, yes, so I think that publicity is super important. I love that you brought that up about fours is trusting in the team that they have behind them. Um, mm-hmm. And what you said is so true. Like for us, that's a huge, huge value in our business is never sending a cookie cutter pitch. We basically mm-hmm. have like two main values in our business. And one of those is that the other one is that we have a guarantee on bookings because I think it's very important for our clients to have the expectation of what it's going to look like wow. for us to work together. Um, and that's a that's actually before I kind of got into the Enneagram, that was just how I built my business. But I realized that it was a very seven trait to be like, this is I'm going to do this my way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you, this is how I've always worked for agencies. This is what it's always been like, but I don't want that to happen. Right. I don't want to be doing it this same way. And so, yeah, I, I think that the Enneagram is always coming in with our businesses in all different ways, which I love. Me too. I love it. Let's talk about our fives. In our research. Fives. Fives. They're listening to this right now and they're like, this is my nightmare. (laughs) 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 they're like they do not like the idea of being vulnerable or sharing their story with other people um Mm -hmm. especially a bunch of people that they don't know right like there's going to be people listening Mm -hmm. to this interview that i've obviously never met you know that that are going to be hearing my story and hearing about what we do um and so fives to me are a little tricky i definitely think that there are some fives that would love to be a guest on podcasts 
once they kind of, um, you know, feel a bit more comfortable, uh, you know, with getting out there. And maybe that means that they're more interested in pitching to shows that they're familiar with, right? As opposed to shows mm-hmm. that are maybe more of a cold pitch, right? Where they do their research, but they don't necessarily know the show as much. Um, one thing that I will say about fives is another really great avenue of publicity is publishing articles on online publications, right? Mm-hmm. And for fives, I actually think that that is a really good fit for them as well, because they kind of get to have a bit more control um, around the narrative um, and have a bit more control with like how much they want to share and stuff like that. That makes total sense because I do like fives do thrive with a project yes. that's like not people facing. Mm-hmm. Like they love like go send me away, send me off to do a task to work. Like they're great at that. Yes. Um, but their energy does definitely get drained from like a lot of human interaction. Yeah, exactly. And it's not to say like, I want to be very clear, like it's not to say that podcasts are off the table in any way, shape mm-hmm. or form for fives. It's just to say that like, maybe there needs to be a bit more comfort in that, in knowing exactly, you know, the shows that they're going to go on, be, have listened to many episodes before they go on, um, just feeling really, really comfortable so that they do feel like it's something that they enjoy at the end of the day. Yeah, that makes sense because I think like I could see Fives thriving on a podcast where they really are just talking about the thing they know. Yes. You know, it's like, here's what I know and like just let them run. They have so much to share. Yes. But then if I, you know, I would have to as a host know well enough to not be like, tell me about your deepest, darkest fears (laughs) and pains. What hurt you today? (laughs) What and whom hurt you today? Yeah, what and whom? Name names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me giggle. That makes me go. Fives, you can do it. You can do it. Okay. I know totally. you can. Totally. But I also want them to know like there's also other avenues of publicity too that could be great fits as well. Right. So I think that's important. Um, sixes. Sixes. My rebellions. I love it. My little hellions. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love a six as a podcast guest. Um, and the reason that I actually love them is they aren't afraid to talk about things that other people maybe wouldn't feel comfortable talking about. Um, and I really, really like that about sixes is they're like down to go on a show and be like, you know, I know that this is the way that people think you should be doing things, but here's actually how I think you should be doing things. Um, and I really, really think that makes for really intriguing interviews when there's a bit of that contrarian in there, but it's not like over the top. It's not off-putting, right? Mm-hmm. It's just giving that different opinion on something that maybe a lot of people wouldn't have the balls, sorry, the <laughs> <laughs> anything to to say. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think that that's really amazing about sixes and makes them really, really cool guests. I was telling someone yesterday, I don't remember, I think in an interview when I was saying, I think one of the cool things about sixes on media too is that they're so – like charmingly self-deprecating mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. they're kind of like this nervous um it, bouncy energy that yes. I find so endearing yes. and relatable. I love that. I love that. And people hear that. People will definitely mm-hmm. hear your energy in interviews, which is one thing I really, really love about them. Um, and so I love that you just said that about sixes because I think that is so, so true. Mm. They do so how help. about the pitch? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm like, and let me tell you about their pitching. Um, Perfect. 
I think that sixes could really go either way. Like I think that when it comes to pitching for a six, they want to make sure you just want to make sure that if you are going to be giving a different opinion, you're doing it in a way that's not just contrarian. You're talking about why it would be valuable for their audience to hear about this different point of view. And I think that that's really, really important because whenever we pitch to a show, we are always thinking about, and Sarah Jane said this, but we are always thinking about what, how is this going to value your audience? We are always mm-hmm. going to it over a service over self-promotion attitude. And I think that's the, that's the thing that you really need to remember is like, don't go and be, don't go and, and give this different opinion just to do it, do it because it's going to bring a valuable um, point of view or insight to the host audience. Mhm. Mm, so good. What about us? What about us? Sevens. <laughs> what about us? And that is on. Yeah. What about us? Yeah, we um we really really I'll tell you right now, Sarah Jane, we are best with people pitching on our behalf. <laughs> <laughs> for, sure, for sure. We are it's a lot of work pitching. It is a lot of work pitching and we, you know, we're we get bored easily mm-hmm. and we want to move on to the next fun thing, right? Mm-hmm. And pitching is a lot of research and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of putting things out there. Um and for us, we just want to we call us with our clients show up and shine. We mm-hmm. want you to say to us what time do I have to be there? What's the name of the show so I can listen to some episodes, get prepped, you know, beforehand? What am I going to be talking about? Okay, boom, let's go. Let's get my mic hooked in like I'm ready. And oh, that is doing it for me. Yes, oh, yes, so yes. And so by having someone take over the pitching, someone that we trust take over the pitching that kind of can get into that strategy that can, um, you know, do that for us. Uh, I think is is an amazing, amazing thing for sevens. The only thing with sevens that we have to be careful of is, never getting vulnerable. Um, we will try to avoid that vulnerability at every turn. Right. And to be a great podcast guest, you need to really be a bit vulnerable. You need to be relating to people telling your story, you know, getting them to understand who you are, why you do what you do. And if it makes sense for them to maybe connect with you in some way. Um, and so that's the thing with sevens. And I trust me, I have to tell myself this too. Like, I'm like, you, you know, it's fun to be there. It's fun to connect. Look, in my top strengths is woo, all that stuff. Like I get it. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's absolutely who I am as well. But I also have to remember sometimes like, but people also want to hear about the not so pretty mm-hmm. and they want to hear about the not so fun things sometimes too. Um, not saying that that's what you dwell on, but just saying, be careful not to avoid it all the time. Totally makes sense. I also feel like as a seven, and tell me if you relate or if you're like, no, (laughs) Um, but I also feel like I am not always as good at being strategic. Like I'm like, I'm show up. I'm ready to go. I am happy to talk. And then I have to try really hard to remember like strategy. Like what are my talking points? What am I trying to promote? Where am I yeah. pointing this? What's the direction we're really intending to head other than just like, I'm here to play. Like let's yes. hang out. Yes. Yes. So I'm really good at strategy for my clients. Like it's in my mm-hmm. top eight strengths. Like it's, it's something that I'm really into, but when it comes to myself, I struggle with the exact same things that you just said. Like I get so into the conversation. I'm having so much fun. I have so much energy. And then I'm like, oh Yeah. Well, anyways, I also have a business like, you know, like it, it absolutely uh, goes that way for sevens, I think, totally because we get so much energy 
um, from having these conversations and we're just having such a good time. And we don't really have that necessarily like we never, or I guess I should say this is how I feel. I don't have mm-hmm. like that what's in it for me underlie. Does that make uh-huh. sense? Like oh, it's yes. very much like I am who I am and this is what we're talking about. And I'm not really thinking about, well, this necessarily, you know, um, how do I make this so that I get clients off it? Or how do I do this and that? I'm more so enjoying myself in in the process. Yeah. It's like experience driven. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love they it. They are eight. Eights. I love eights as podcast guests because they have that big, big energy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's infectious. People, people can feel your energy on podcasts. Um, I was actually presenting to a group in Australia on Monday night and they were like this ball of energy. They were like, you are just a big old ball of energy. And I was like, I know, <laughs> I know. But I get so excited when I get to talk to people about the things that I'm passionate about. Right. Right. And yeah. that's how eights are. They're, they're just great guests. Um, but the only thing that eights do that sometimes will I'll have to remind them is they'll really underestimate their own power. Mm. Um, they'll really underestimate like the impact that they could have on other people's lives by being a guest on podcasts or just being out there and being more visible. Um, they feel really confident in what they do, but they don't necessarily think that um, what they do is going to make that big of an impact. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And I can see like them being like devaluing the need for other people's support. Yes. You know, or like, Yes. That's my thing with a, I love that you said that because that was what I was going to say about pitching is I think they would really benefit from having a publicist, but I don't know that necessarily they always look at it that way. They kind of look at it more as like, I can do this myself. I feel confident. Um, you know, I can do all this, but they don't necessarily believe like they don't believe that they, that someone else could do possibly as good a job as they could do. But they're busy. They're busy. They're busy folks. (laughs) They're busy, busy folks. They're busy folks. And, you know, I think that when eight, because we have some clients that are definitely eights. And I think once Mm -hmm. they recognize like that and once they recognize, okay, I know that I can be a great guest. I know that I have the confidence and the presence to be able to do this. I just need to put some trust into this team that they're going to get me in front of the right people. Man, they soar. They soar Mm. because they really, really have that energy and that confidence and the things you need to be a stellar guest. Oh, I can imagine. What about our nines? Nines. Nines. Um, I really like nines because they're super easygoing and they're very affable, right? Mm -hmm. So those things are nice for podcast guests because they can really go with the flow. You know, they're Mm not um, super hung up on like, I need all the questions beforehand and I need to be able to research um, you know, everything that I could possibly need. No, 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 no. Nines are like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. You know, let's just see how it goes. And I really, really like that about nines. Um, the reason that nines really, really benefit from having someone pitch on their behalf is that because they're so passive, um, they can sometimes miss out on opportunities where you have to be a little bit more, you know, kindly aggressive, right? Yeah. Um, like we hear not right nows, or we hear no's, or we hear whatever, ghosts, you know, things like that. We're constantly following up with podcast hosts, We're constantly, um, you know, working with them to make these bookings happen, right? Like we might have to have many emails back and forth to get a booking happen. Whereas a nine, they're probably not going to really do all that, right? Like they're kind of going to be more like, well, if it happens, it happens, you know? And 
in the world of publicity, that's not really how it works. Um, and so while they absolutely could do it themselves, I really, really think they might benefit from having someone whose job it is to be pitching them. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's also like, it's like an unknown secret world of etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> that I think would yeah, like totally. overwhelm the nines of like, I don't want to like do anything rude or like offend anybody. And so I can imagine it being like overwhelming to just kind of cold pitch people because they would feel, because they have a hard time even interjecting with their best friends. Right. To just say what they want to say. Exactly. To say what they want. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Totally. Oh, Christina, I love everything that you shared with us today. I feel like we got so much valuable information about kind of what it could be like for us to entertain publicity by our Enneagram types and having someone pitch on our behalf. Um, do you have anything lingering for you before we go to rapid fire questions? Um, I think the only thing that I want to reiterate is, is truly there. I know that there are people that are listening to this that are like, this all sounds great, but I don't think I can do that. You know, and I just want to make it clear that you can, um, you absolutely can do that. And your business will grow by getting yourself strategically out in front of the right customers. Are you ready for rapid fire? I'm ready. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. The first book that comes to mind. Oh, well, I just said it. Atomic Habits with uh, with uh, James Clear. Yeah. A favorite song? Uh, I'm a huge BTS fan. Okay, you guys can make fun of me all day. That's fine. I don't care. Big K-pop fan. And um, actually, the song that I was listening to before I hopped on here and most things is uh, J-Hope. He's one of the members of BTS. His song, Arson, um, was what I was listening to right before. Fun. Something you wish people knew about you. Um, that, let's see, what do I wish people knew about me? Um, that I also like to have quiet times. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Like, totally. I think for my friends and stuff like that, we see a lot of me just because I get so much energy from that being up and about and, da -da 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 -da, and I'm planning the next thing and I'm doing whatever. Whereas like also the thought of going to a hotel by myself for like two days, <laughs> it sounds like amazing, you know? So I think mm -hmm. that the fact that there's that part of me, but there's also another part of me that maybe people don't necessarily think about as much. Yeah. Your dream day, what are you doing? Oh, my dream day. Oh, man. I'm honestly, I'm probably at an event. Um getting to meet a bunch of people. I'm probably speaking at the event. That would definitely be a dream um, thing for me. Uh, getting out there, sharing my knowledge, meeting with people, going out to a fun dinner afterward. Oh, by the way, I traveled to this event. So it was, oh, it was sure. something fun, of course. Um, <laughs> it's somewhere, you know, amazing. And um, for me, that that really would be an amazing day. And then we cap it off with probably going to a BTS concert. So there you go. Love it. Yeah. Your final meal, what are you eating? Oh, final meal, man. I'm, I'm, I'm probably just going all in then on mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. Um, so, so that would be it. <laughs> but like what, what kind of mac and cheese? Because there's a variety. That's very true. I'm talking like homemade, like at the restaurant with the breadcrumbs. Like I'm, I want it. I want it that way. Yeah. Like to quote the cheese boys. crust top kind of yes. situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, last question on the meal. What shape are your noodles? Elbow. Elbow. Yep. Classic. Classic. Um, your food for thought, something you want people walking away thinking about today? That no matter your Enneagram type, please, please consider publicity in your business because it could really, really make a difference. And, uh, you know, there's, 
I just want people to know that it's something that you can do. You can do it yourself. You can have somebody else do it for you, but not to forget it in your marketing. And where can we stay in touch for those who are like, I, I'm interested. I want to see more from you. Where can they find you online? We have an awesome quiz at podcastpublicityquiz.com. Um, and in there, you can see what might make this most sense for you in your business. Like perhaps that's learning how to pitch yourself um, or that might be happiness pitch on your behalf. And there's more info on that there as well. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at publicity X Christina, and that's Christina with a C-H. Um, and that's publicity by Christina. I thought I was really clever. And now it's like the bane of my existence when I have to say it out <laughs> loud. And stuff. Um, but that's where you can find me on Instagram. And I love to share my stories there and kind of, you know, all the, all the cool stuff that we have going on. Um, well, it was so fun to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time and doing all the research to come hang out and talk. Publicity I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.